0: Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted.
1: Was it Coyote Dick? Yeah, the Coyote, coyote Dick. Dick. It's like yeah. a relationship. This book.
2: You
3: gotta be. It right. is. Yeah. Should I do that next time I have make love to my husband? <laughs> Me being picking apart my soul and naming my pain body or whatever. You're <laughs> right.
4: right, like it's very unusual for them not to be touching my body.
5: Like, once it came out of me, I was like, where have you been hiding my whole life, secret? <laughs> Mind, body,
2: and
5: soul. Information
2: is the Trying to learn something Without being disrupted. My body, and soul. Information is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Without being disrupted. Mind, body Mind, body, and soul, Uh, inspiration is the time and we're going to talk it uh, out on Book Interrupted.
0: Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. Hi, I'm Sarah. I started Book Interrupted and asked the closest people to me to be part of it. First, I asked my sister. Hi,
2: I'm Meredith, the sister.
0: My first friend. Hi, I'm Kim,
2: the
5: first friend.
0: My old roommate. Hi, I'm Lindsay, the old roommate. My high school friend.
5: Hi, I'm Kara, the high school friend.
0: My
1: good friend and Kara's sister. That's me. Hi, I'm Leah, Sarah's friend, Kara's sister, and the final member of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to join along,
0: this book cycle is from January 3rd to February 7th. It's Sarah's book cycle, which is mine. And the book we're reading is Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pecola Estes, PhD. Through storytelling, this book dives into the wild woman archetype and how it can be restored. If you'd like more information about Book Interrupted and our current book cycle, please go to www.bookinterrupted.com. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion.
4: Can I say something first? Like Lindsay read all the stories. Is could you just say briefly was there one story that you yeah, really you was like, like yeah, yeah, identified
3: with? Me? Oh, um if I if I retained any of them. That's the thing. Like I read them all. I liked what I mean I liked them all but so when I read them I read them for just Coyote Dick. Was it Coyote Dick? Yeah, the Coyote Dick. Coyote Dick. <laughs> I hated that I one. Hated what page I hated just that, on? that one. That was, it was so stupid.
0: It was so bad. Is it
2: actually called Coyote? Yeah. Dick? Yes.
0: No. It, it is. was bad. It was yeah. the only story in the book I hate. Yeah, I hate that story. It and was, was like, it
5: And we laughed at it the whole rest of the afternoon. It's too crass
4: yeah. to be funny for me. I know. Like was- I
0: like the idea of like laughing really hard. I thought that other story. What was it about trip to Rwanda? I yeah. thought that was funny. That story is about like. I don't know, Eisenhower or someone was coming through Rwanda and there was a tribe there that women didn't wear tops, whatever. Oh yeah,
5: that one was so And they were like,
0: they wanted them to wear these skirts and blouses because the president of the United States or whatever didn't want to see these bare-breasted women. The head of the tribe was like, yeah, no problem. And the women hated the blouses because they're too restraining and stuff, so they didn't have them. But they had the skirts on, and then they said, "Can you make sure they cover their breasts before he comes by?" And they're like, "No problem." And they weren't wearing any underwear, so when he came by, they lifted up their skirts over their heads, so <laughs> they wouldn't see a breast, but they basically showed them the full. I thought that, like, can that's
2: you the can you give me a funny. synopsis of Coyote this... Dick? Like, I understand that, and that's okay. That's funny. <laughs> That so what's like? Funny. What's the point? Like, give me a really anti-Clarissa Explaining nutshell. Explaining
5: why men are horny, I guess. So Coyote Dick was sleeping and he fell asleep and the dick
0: part decided to come off and go for its own little adventure and then got, like, stuck in some cactuses or something. Something along those lines. Nettles. And then got... Nettles, yeah. thank you. And nettles. And then it was in the dick and he, then the coyote woke up and was like, whoa, was my dick? And then <laughs> walked... Found his dick and then put it back on, but then his dick was always itchy for the rest of his life. And that's why when guys want to have sex or something, when they rub up against women, yeah, it's to
2: get rid of the
3: nettles in their penis. The nettles, basically.
2: So, is there an origin story? Like, where did she, you know, she's like, oh, this is from this tribe. Like, where's that? It was a modern
0: one. It was a modern one because she was visiting, like she was there for was some sort of New like. Was it in New Mexico? Yeah, New there Mexico. Was a, there was
5: a native or indigenous tribe, but it was a more updated sort of story. Yeah,
0: and she and she was just with these this couple. that were like, "Have you heard the the myth of Coyote Dick?" And she was like, "What? No."
3: It was about the sexuality section of it of the book. Yeah, right? it's about
0: it's about laughing, like how I like this part of the book where it's like. That, that's where demeanor is, by the way. The empress, KJ. I tried to get you to go there. So it's about la- like that real deep laughing when it comes to laughing about something sexual. Like, you know, like we just did it, right? Like,
5: And it's one of feminine energy if you... Uh, to re-
0: yes, to release you.
5: Is about one of our primary gifts, not as women, but as honoring feminine energy is about bringing the laughter.
0: Like real belly laughter, like it's belly laughter, oh, oh, oh. but associated with things that are sexual.
2: I don't get the connection. Should I do that next time I have make love to my husband? Bring some <laughs> belly laughter. <Yeah>. Belly
0: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. It's about women talking about sexual experiences with belly laughter. Like
1: oh, I get that.
0: <laughs> right. That's
4: how I finish. <laughs> I also don't think there's anything wrong about <laughs> laughing during sex. I love being silly. I love silly, I'm not joking. right? <laughs> silly sex is the best. This is what she's talking about, laughing like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be serious all the time,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> no, you neither. know, that was so a whole go. lack
2: of laughter. But again, <laughs> I digress.
3: I agree. That's what I had a hard time. Sometimes the stories just didn't connect with the message. That's why I stopped reading the messages because I felt like the story was its own little thing. And then the, the analysis was its own little thing. And I was like, I don't get how that connects with each other. So I don't know. That's why I just read the stories. Sorry.
5: (laughs) No, I think it's great that you even do, did the stories and it speaks to who you are too. Like that you don't need anyone else. Like you've always been artistic and creative, Lindsay. Like, I can't remember a time that you weren't. And part of what is beautiful about art is opening the doors of perception that you may not have already been made aware of. And it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be right for you to be told how you're going to perceive something. That's just not a good fit with who your character is. And that's what's so admirable about you, is that you're very confident in seeking your own truths.
2: Well, and that's kind of what I was going to say about the the book in general about, like, I don't feel qualified to speak about it because I didn't read it. But what I would say about the book is for people who are easy to give themselves permission to do things differently, then go ahead and read the book and consume it in whatever way works for you, whether it's Mary's strategy or Lindsay's strategy. And then for people who are not good at giving themselves permission to do things non-traditionally, they better like the content Right. Because they're going to get stuck in this uh, like. Right. And so for you two, I'm really glad that you liked the content because I don't think you would have allowed yourselves to read the book in a way other than from the front cover to the back cover. Right. You might miss something like whatever your reasoning is. Right. So I'm really glad it resonated with you. So I think that there are people. Okay, so if I was to identify myself, I might fall in the middle. I think I could allow myself to read it like that, but it would still bother me that I was missing some of the book and maybe I had missed some piece of information based on my strategy and so I just rather reject the book (laughs) completely because I'm I'm a a perfectionist enough to want to read the whole thing but not into hearing what she has to say enough to force myself to so for those people I think that's where the book doesn't work because you're just like I can't I I don't have time to figure out how I can get this book in my life (laughs) I feel
5: like that was kind of like Leah's very similar to Leah's experience yeah
1: yeah, I don't like that I didn't finish it just because I like to check things up, honestly, because I love a fucking list and I like a check mark. I said I would do. Yeah, I like to follow through. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I didn't, I didn't finish it. So, yeah, me either. Same. Well, and I like to do what I
2: said I would do or signed up to do. Yeah. I Well, I'm super grateful that other people didn't f- finish it because I find my permission in there, too. So I'm like, oh, thank God, because I thought I was going to be the only one before we shared where we were and how we felt. I was like, am I the only one that can like, I don't know, feeling sick about the idea of continuing <laughs> to do this?
1: Like... Yeah, I didn't put an energy into it. But like I said, I did recommend it to someone I think would love it. So I really do feel that way about the book. It's like no hard feelings. It's just not for me right now. I feel like it's a really good book for a lot of people. It's a real timing yeah. thing. It's like a relationship, this book. <laughs> it is. You gotta be ready. <laughs> good one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And
3: I think doing yeah. it in the middle of a pandemic when all of us, especially, um, well, maybe not Mayor, but Leah and Kim both dealt with the public. I guess, Kara, you have too, but you already read the book. But dealing yeah. in the stress of the world with the public in the middle of a pandemic and being stressed about all of that, even if you're not actively stressed, I think it's weighing on everybody. And, and then also the people that say mayor, who's not being able to be out in the public and, you know, might be feeling isolated. I don't think she is, but like, just. I am that. Okay. Oh. Fair. No, it's,
5: <laughs> it's so true. Lindsay.
4: Cause my kids are feeling the stress. They need more of me. And I, my kids are also already need a lot of me normally, right? Like it's very unusual for them not to be touching my body. All day. <laughs> like they want to be touching. You know, so then they're stressed. But yes. Um, but yes, dealing with the public. You want to come home and but Yeah, relax. exactly. You
3: don't want to come home and right? have to read something that you feel is a chore or you feel is really hard and difficult. Like the the last thing I wanted to do was get in delve into my psyche and all this stuff when I got home from dealing with all this shit. Like I sorry, to my language. But I just, you know, I wanted to just escape or enjoy something or you know, have a good meal and talk to Laird or watch Netflix or do something that's not like me being, picking apart my soul and naming my pain body or whatever you guys are saying.
5: Don't wanna do that You you didn't wanna sign up for that? I don't understand. No. No, No, it's so true though, yeah. Cause like I read it, it was like March and April. Like I was in the bubble of, we couldn't do anything. Like there was nothing to do, like no work, no nothing.
0: Any story that you liked? The most mare, since you've read all
4: of them. Anyone that I also loved Vasalia or Ves- I think Salisa, it's Vasalisa. Or... Yeah, oh, yeah, I think it's Vasalisa. yeah. Yeah, Vasalisa. Vasalisa? Doesn't matter. I'll look it up. Um, right. but I really liked that one. I was like, yeah, this is a good one. I probably identify with the ugly duckling like Kara. Uh, I'd say unlike Kara, I learned a long time ago that I would prefer to be alone than to not fit in so like i was nurturing the being alone and enjoying my own company um like in high school probably as early as 12 or maybe before high school like i was just like i would rather be alone than somebody being like i don't like who you are for who you are so i just you know so i was like yeah that's totally me and you know eventually the ugly duckling i'll just go off and do my thing and eventually like, uh, Ugly Duckling does find some swans. It's like, hey, those people over there really speak to me. And like I so I think that's kind of that one speaks to me. So I'm like, yeah, good go you go, U- ugly duckling. You get out of there and find your swans. But I think it's like if you read the the I have the like I have a book that's got the Grimm and the Anderson um fairy tales that I've been reading from from our childhood. And uh the ending is kind of, uh, I think the ugly duck, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, I mean, the, the duckling goes and sees the swans, but then it's kind of like, well, now you think I'm beautiful just because I'm a swan? I don't know. <laughs> it was just, it was kind of sadder in a way.
3: I think also that story, just, I remember reading, I would have to do more research on this, but that there's some racist connotations because it's um, a white swan versus the black ducks or whatever, or the I don't know. Anyways, that their idea of wanting to be this white swan. And I don't I just remember reading it in an article sometimes. So that might be worth looking into
2: when Meredith said the ending, like where just because you find a swan. Oh, now I'm a swan. Like, oh, like it made me think about and it could apply to the race thing is that like it doesn't matter what's on the outside, period, whether the other people look like you or they don't knowing yourself and loving yourself like internal. Right. Doesn't matter if you find swans and they look like you or if you don't ever find anyone that looks like you. It's not about looks.
4: Yeah. Like the, the ducklings, like I never I haven't changed. You just see you think I've changed, but I've always been the same. Yeah.
3: And your tribe doesn't need to be or your not tribe, but like your people or whatever. Your group your doesn't pack. Your wolf yes. pack does not need to look like you.
5: Yeah. Like Ow. Totally. Yeah. Do you guys know, uh, this is like a big thing in my life. I don't know that I would have gotten here without the book. The big takeaway was this book acted like a permission slip for me. And I realized I've been carrying around like for years, like years and years. I always wanted to apply like my performing arts to either teaching or therapy. But you know how it is, like you grow up and you're just like, I just need to like, pay off my school tuition. And like, you just get into work and like life happens. Right. But I recently realized, and I'm owning it. I absolutely want to be a psychotherapist. So I've applied to schools to become, to either get, yeah, to either become a registered psychotherapist or a registered social worker and I'll get my master's. But I don't know if I would have gotten there without Clarissa, because once I read Clarissa, that's when I was like, that's me. That's who I am. Like I'm a storyteller. I want to perform it. I want to entertain with it and I want healing from it. And I just want to share that with people. And so, yeah, it was like a huge takeaway and like freeing. Like once it came out of me, I was like, where have you been hiding my whole life secret? You know? And it was, it was like the bomb diggity. Yeah. I loved it.
0: I love it. So because of this book, I started I started Book Interrupted, Tara's becoming a psychologist.
4: We're all going to have to do something by the end of the year. A book has got to change everybody.
0: So, unless Leah, do you have a favorite story? I didn't even ask you. I know you didn't finish, but, I, you know, if the ones you did read.
1: I got to, I got all the way through Ugly Duckling, but my favorite one was Bluebeard. I liked
2: Bluebeard too, a lot. That resonated with me.
1: Yeah, it resonated a lot with me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Also, because the lead up, because that was the first story that wasn't a story yet. And it was like such a relief to hear a story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, OK, good, good. There's something else yeah, by the
5: book cycles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like Bluebeard for lots of reasons. I'd have to I'll go back through my notes from when I read that. I really, really spread this out. But yeah, I think it'll be in my early PJs.
0: I used to say one of the things I liked about Bluebeard is how the girl instinct everyone instinctively know knew he was like the bad guy. But then she was like, when he was like, well, I'll give you all these things that people want. And she was like, well maybe his beard isn't so blue. Like talking yourself out of doing what you know you should do. Or what is right for you or your instincts and talking yourself out of those, like, you know, your Spidey sense or whatever, because you're like, well, this might be fun, too, even though it could, you know, I think I think we all had that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it, because I always followed like the fun trail, even when I know it's I shouldn't. I like it gets me every time. I'm very like. Fun, influenceable, especially if it's naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's too so. bad that that girl didn't have that little doll in her pocket for but Bluebeard. We could combine stories and put it all together.
3: I don't really understand the end of Bluebeard, though, if I remember correctly.
2: I, that, Calling that story for the didn't...
1: brothers. Yeah, comment. like why? Uh, i mad
2: too, but it's just the masculine side of herself. Because I was like, why do men have to save her? But it's she addresses it like on the next page and is just like you need to be able to not just resonate with your feminines everybody a whole is masculine and feminine so the brothers represent her embracing her masculine side
3: i obviously did i i skimmed so much of the of the analysis i didn't retain any of it so <laughs> and i know she's just like talking
4: archetypes and she's like well this is what the feminine thing and the masculine thing, but she does make a lot of blanket sta- statements about all women do this and all women need this and men are like this and whatever. And I just, I just hate that. I just, I don't understand why not everybody in the world would just prefer to be non-binary. I don't even like the term non-binary. I just don't want to be labeled. I just don't want my gender to be part of my defining features. All of that stuff kind of rubs me the wrong way because we live in a society where people are still expected to be different because of their sex more so than their gender, even, and the- society is just moving now to gender instead of sex, but still.
3: Yeah, it's, it was written how many years ago? In yeah, in the 90s. 90, 90s. 90s so yeah, things
2: are yeah. a bit. It feels right older than that, even though. It does. Like it almost Mare feels like a
5: about... 1970s or yes, 60s. Kind
2: I agree. Of a book. She started
4: yeah. writing it in 1971. Oh, oh that know. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. It took her 20 years to the, to do the full, like, <laughs> 2,200 pages of The Farm Fight. Really? Shocker. And that's <laughs> yeah, why it's so, it. like, I'm talking a little bit. She said she would write a little bit and then go away and think about it and then go and add some more. And I think that's really how it reads that she went away and then add a little bit of this and why it kind of seems all over the place and it could be re-edited to like, you know, here's the analysis and now here's all any additional reading that also follows this theme. But instead she like, and here's a list of additional examples if you didn't understand the first
2: 10 14 I know. <laughs> and that's why it takes 20 years to read it <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah i think i wonder though for some reason i seem to think and i'll have to go back and check i think part of the analysis is not just deep thoughts from clarissa but it's a summary of historically looking at like what the works of Joseph Campbell and the like uh, Carl Jungian theories is applying universal modes of analysis. But yeah, she's very heavy handed with it. And yeah, you're right, Meredith, she does. Even myself, who doesn't mind considering myself like a woman. Sometimes I was, I was like, well, why can't we just be people? Like, I kind of wonder if all people Think these things. We're just, we've just conditioned ourselves to understand something from a woman's lens or men understand it from a men's lens. I kind of just like, aren't we all a part of the human experience? So I do understand where you're coming from, like in my own way. Well, we have to also remember that she's not exempt from
2: society. And it's society that has manifested in this way where gender roles until very recently were like a heavy influence on who does what and why. And so even if she wants to be or even if like, I mean, if she is, you know, advanced, she still comes and operates from the society. So unless she spends a lot of time pulling herself out and like exercising meta awareness about why she might be even writing what she's writing, then she'll be a victim of what Meredith is describing.
0: Totally. She lives in the same society that we do. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com.
5: Book Interrupted.
3: Hey, so my interruption is that I now dream in a COVID world. It's so weird. I'll be in the middle of a dream. Like I dreamt last night that I was in an Uber with a whole bunch of people. I don't know. And then in the middle of the dream, I was like, why are people not wearing masks? What are people doing together? And I'm freaking out in the middle of the dream that people are not wearing masks and that we're congregated in groups. Um, It's so weird. I I don't know. Do, do you guys do that as well? I asked my mom. And she said she does that too. That in the middle of a dream, she'll just like have to grab a mask and put it on or... I don't know. So I wonder if that's everybody. Does everybody dream in, in COVID? Like as if we are have to do things for COVID. I don't know. Let me know if I'm just weird.
5: <laughs> book interrupted.
0: And next book, we are reading Untamed. Kara's pick. <laughs> I'm so excited about I'm it. I'm so excited. I'd say it's
2: the modern woman's Women Who Run With Wolves.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting, right? Okay, is it? Okay, great.
2: It's it's going to be such a relief. It, like, to come after Women Who Run With Wolves, it's it, just, it like, it's <sighs> very satisfying. Yeah, it's like breathing again.
4: Right, because Women Who Run With The Wolves, when you read it, you can just imagine somebody talking about it and going, well, it's the 90s. Remember, like, all, all 90s movies would be like, come on, get with it. It's the 90s. Like, so many women <laughs> in 90s movies would say that.
0: it's the 90s
2: you know and so maybe things have evolved a little bit since the right back to turtlenecks and bowl cuts
0: i was thinking just today how the only thing i really missed from the 90s fashion was i used to love wearing vests i love vests bring them back
4: (laughs) i have a really nice vest i wore it the other day being like why don't i
2: wear this vest i I love the vest Vest as just a shirt Right?
3: Yeah. Just (laughs) the shirt. Just the best. Yeah,
2: playing with gender roles. Nothing's stopping you, Sarah.
0: (laughs) Nothing's stopping you. It's book report time. We're going to find out from each member their final thoughts. And do they recommend the book? Let's listen. Women Who Run With The Wolves, final book report. Clearly, I love this book. This is the second time I've read it. I love this book. I've recommended this book. I've bought this book for numerous people. And I love that this book was part of the book club because it made me realize that this book really isn't for everyone. You know, not everybody likes to, you know, dive into every archetype and story and myth and like super microanalyze it. But I do. You know, I love the stories. The stories unleash creativity for me. It helped me in other parts of my life. I just think everyone should read this book. But clearly, I now know that this book really isn't for everyone. And that's okay. You know, and maybe it's for some people at different times in their lives, right? Anyway, I recommend this book. I will continue to buy it for people. I will continue to recommend it. It's definitely a pick for me. Thank you, women who run with the wolves.
2: I don't think that this book is completely useless. But I think it's a very specific person who is going to read the book and benefit from it in the way that it has the power to benefit someone. And I think it's a very timing oriented situation. But I feel like that's true of a lot of books. I mentioned that about Eat, Pray, Love, too, by Elizabeth Gilbert. I loved that book and other people were just like, oh, yeah, it's OK. And so I feel like Women Who Run With the Wolves will is the same um, energy people who need it at whatever given point in their life and have the opportunity to read it may have their lives changed by it. But those other people who find the reading laborious or the content irrelevant will not be into the book. I mean, I maybe that's true of any book. I don't know. Anyway, so I didn't finish it. I would like to read the stories maybe, but I have a lot of things I'd like to do. And uh, some things more than others take priority. So that may never get done. We'll see. I guess I could always follow up and be like, I finally did it. But that implies that everyone will still be around 90 years from now. (laughs) Women who run with the wolves, not for me, probably for others.
4: This is my final book report.
2: This book does have some good
4: things. The message it's giving women is to be true to yourself. Be your true self. You're okay the way you are. You don't have to conform and fit into this little box that your culture Or society has made for you and that you can be loved the way that you are. And I think that's wonderful. I also think it's wonderful that Clarissa is so passionate about something and that she can talk about it in such depth. There are some things that I don't like about this book. She makes a lot of blanket statements, like all women do this or all women experience this. And that kind of thing rubs me the wrong way. I want the data and making a statement without facts is uh, okay when you're talking about fairy tales and folklore, more so than if you're talking about psychology and trauma. But she does do that throughout the book. And I don't like that because she has some credentials. And so some readers will take everything she says as says fact. And I don't necessarily agree with that. And I don't think this book is really for me. However, I can see how some people who are trying to conform to societal norm that women are supposed to fit into would find this book to be very freeing. So that can be a very powerful thing. I did get something from this book. I started looking at stories and fairy tales in a different light, which is very interesting. Picking them apart and seeing what they mean and what the symbolism could be telling us as a moral. So that's very interesting. Maybe it'd be great to see this book, just the stories with maybe illustrations, and then just a summary of, you know, what each thing represents. The doll means this. The crone means this. The sword means this. That'd be pretty neat. So do I recommend it? I do not recommend this book. I think it has some good messages about uh, being true to yourself and finding out what gives you joy. I think it's also very interesting to look at old stories and see what they're really telling us. It's a really hard read. It's dense. I think it's a little outdated when we talk about sex stereotypes. And unless you're, you know, very far on the theme, identifying as a female gender, then this might not be the book
1: for you. Maybe a little exclusive. So this is my final book report for WWRWW. Sadly, as you can see, I didn't finish. Not even close. I think there's about 500 pages and I just am approaching 200. Yuck. That's not good. So. Epic failure. It's not not my best work. Now, I don't know. I don't want to judge it too harshly on the book. I think it has a ton to offer. I think that timing is everything. And, um, oh, it's just been a wacky, wild couple of months. So I'm just really not, I'm not uh, particularly focused. And the book didn't jump off the page and grab me. So with those two things combined, (laughs) failure. I've never read anything like it. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Probably because I didn't finish it. So I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to not blame the book. Blame the amount of pages. <laughs> Anyways, it was a good one. I gave, him, I gave it a shot. I didn't give him my best shot. Uh, maybe in a year or two, I'll try reading it again. I'll be more receptive at that time. I hope to be. I think there's a lot of good stuff to be had there. Just bummed I didn't finish it, but I'm gonna get I'm going to get into it. I know it. I'm really talking myself into this one.
3: <laughs> hey, so this is my final book report. And frankly, I'm just not going to finish this book. You know, I love the myths and I think that the stories and the myths are awesome. I really like reading them. I just, I just can't read the analysis. I find it over over, over everything. It's just too much for me. I just, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. And I want to, I'm going to try, we have our final discussion on Sunday and I'm going to try to get more done. Uh, so at least I know the stories so that I can have something to say when we all talk. Uh, I, I, I think a couple of times I said, I hate this book. I don't hate this book. It's just not maybe the right time for me to read this book you know, it's exhausting. The book is exhausting and the world is exhausting. And I just don't want to read an exhausting book right now. And I think I got about halfway through and that's it. So that's all I have to say about that.
5: So I have finished reading The Women Who Run With The Wolves. It is, uh, it has bumped all my other top book choices, uh, (laughs) out of their, uh, old rankings. Uh, This is now the new number one. I have a few books that uh, I carry with me always in my heart. Uh, They're always uh, near my bedside table. Just books that I tend to come back to even though I've already read them. They just represent something that is still and calm and grounding and insightful. And this is absolutely one of those books. I think it should be actually mandatory reading, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, not just for women, but for our society, our culture. And I don't know, I just, this book has really ignited the observer in me and trying to get a bit more clear or find a bit more understanding about what is really serving us as a society, what is serving us as individuals. Uh, So it's been a fantastic read. Um, I absolutely love it. It was painful reading through the book and having real life experiences kind of match up but I felt so grateful and thankful that I had this book with me to almost act as a guide of how to navigate through this thing called life. Because if you haven't guessed already, I'm quite obsessed (laughs) uh, with the psyche, with like, what does it mean to be a human being, right? I think that's why I am a life coach, a business and life coach. And I think that's absolutely why I am going back to school to get my master's in psychology, to become a therapist, uh, because I want so badly to help serve others. So good job to Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes. It wasn't just a book, it was a journey, and I'm forever grateful.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, and you'll be notified when there's new content. Wanna be part of the conversation? Have your voice heard on our fan episode next week. Or recommend a book and you could be joining us for a six-week book cycle. Find out more by going to www.bookinterrupted.com slash fans. Book Interrupted.